0: Welcome to the ATP Tennis Radio weekly podcast, and as the players head east. We bring you a special program focusing on tennis in Asia.
1: It's never been a better time
2: for tennis in Asia. In order to uh, promote the game in a country, you have to have some international matches and tournaments, so international players can come and people can watch them live.
3: It's just a personal dream to, you know, actually to give back and to help these kids out and, uh, uh, you know, have a future champion from India.
2: Asians are uniting,
1: and it's going to be it's going to be exciting to see what uh, what happens. You're listening to ATP Tennis Radio. On TuneIn and iTunes.
0: It is now over 28 years since a fresh faced Michael Chang became the first player of Asian origin to win a Grand Slam at the 1989 French Open. And while Lee Na has claimed two slams since then, the closest any man has come is Kei Nishikori's runner up spot at the 2014 US Open. Nishikori remains the continent's preeminent player and will resume his challenge for top honours when he returns from injury in 2018, but in the meantime, his absence is allowing others to forge growing reputations. I'm Seb Lozier, and over the next half an hour or so, we'll hear from a number of them as the Asian swing gets underway with 500s in Beijing and Tokyo, leading up to the latest ATP Masters 1000 event, the Shanghai Rolex Masters. One man who's been working tirelessly to develop the game in Asia over the past few decades is coach to some of the region's leading players, Robert Davis.
1: It's never been a better time for tennis in Asia. Currently, I work as the technical director for Sports Singapore, which is a, a branch of their ministry of sports. And Singapore is doing a lot of things in tennis. They're really uh, they're really going big and they're all in. Uh, they've got quite a few programs. But across Asia, I mean, China's the big one, obviously. But thanks to K. Uh, Japan has taken off. And then, of course, we had guys like Paradoran in Thailand and, and uh, Hong Tak Lee in Korea. But tennis is booming there. There's a lot of interest, a lot of tournaments, and a lot more coaching.
4: Yeah, Haiyan Chung, one of the next-gen stars coming out of Korea as well. Uh, and in terms of the resources that they're putting into tennis, um, national sporting organizations, uh, the facilities in China are just out of this world is it it inevitable that we're going to see let's just take China for an example uh, you know Chinese men start coming through like like the women have to an extent in in doubles
1: yeah you sure you sure hope so right now their facilities are giving them the opportunity but it's up to the Chinese guys to to raise their level but they've got good coaches there Doug McCurdy's doing a wonderful job in Beijing and they've got quite a few uh, Scott Davidoff who's helping their women uh, but also in addition to Hyun Chung, you got Yuichi Sugita, who's mm-hmm. now about 45. So uh, Korea and Japan are really, have really raised their levels.
4: What about the Southeast Asian countries? And we've talked about some of them where, where they're they're, you know, there's a lot of, of poverty and it's not uh, like maybe as developed as Korea and Japan are in terms of the kids getting, you know, access to tennis courts. Um, what sort of programs are going on there?
1: That, that's a great, uh, great question. Matt. Actually, Singapore through Sports Singapore has taken the initiative and the lead on this. Uh, we've got coaching projects that are going that are aimed not only at Singaporean coaches. But we've, we're also bringing in all of ASEAN region. In this December, we will we will host a course. In addition, the ITF Worldwide Coaches Workshop will be in Singapore during the WTA Finals. But we're we're also promoting the ATP. We've got some of the players who are willing to help our Southeast Asian coaches uh, come to some of the ATP events, both tour events and challengers, and get an idea of what it's like. That's the the main thing. Is we have the they have the know how in Southeast Asia. They just lack like the experience. And the opportunity.
4: Because there are a lot of challenges, aren't there, um, on the calendar in, in that part of the world. So there are opportunities for generally young, up and coming players to, yeah, to, to make the start.
1: Th- there is. And let me just go back. We've got a couple of, we've got actually two really good coaches from Southeast Asia. Former tour player, Danae Chok, mm-hmm. who's with Hun uh, Sen Lu. He's doing a wonderful job. We've got Tanakorn Shri Japan, who's working with some of the Japanese players on the Challenger. And then welcoming back to tennis is Paradoan really yeah he's coaching again and he's doing a great job so it's a it's it's a great opportunity for asian coaches now to coach asian players in the past they've hired foreign talent now they're using their local talent uh and and you got to have that you got to have asian coaches training asian players
4: I sometimes think, gosh, the conditions in in terms of the heat and whatnot, (laughs) outdoor tennis. In terms of the facilities, what are we looking at? Mainly hard courts, uh, a lot of indoor courts or clay
1: courts? Yeah, primarily hard courts. And Singapore has the most. Singapore's got a tremendous amount of courts, uh, not only uh, for the public, but condominiums. After that, you'd have to say Vietnam has the next most courts. And then, uh, obviously, Thailand and Malaysia and so forth.
4: We see how, how much Vietnam has um, developed uh, as, a, as a country in, in recent times, and there's a lot of investment going there. So tennis, I don't know of any Vietnamese players. Uh, have they got a, a decent program going? Is it look likely that that, you know, that will start producing in, in time?
1: No, and in, in Vietnam is very much like uh, they, they've got a lot of courts, a lot of kids, but they don't have any success stories except for uh, Nam Hong. And he's doing it on his own, but these are through private sponsors. And Indonesia is uh, much like that right now private sponsors uh, running it. It's just, but we have, the, we have the talent in Southeast Asia. We just need a little bit more structure and then also have the players unite. And so that's what we're doing. Actually, this December, we're having a training camp with our ATP players, Qureshi, Bopana. Uh, some of the Challenger players, the Thai twins, and they're going to be giving back and working with the other Southeast Asian uh, players, especially those on the futures level and junior level. So it, it, Asians are uniting, and it's going to be it's going to be exciting to see what uh, what happens.
0: ATP doubles player Isam Qureshi's
1: coach, Robert Davis speaking
0: there with Matt Brown. And Qureshi is a busy man, also flying the flag for tennis in Pakistan as the country's Davis Cup captain.
2: Yeah, unfortunately, uh, I've been the only player for the last, I think, 40 to 50 years. Uh, It's a little bit unfortunate and sad that I'm the only one. I've always tried to be a door opener back home for tennis. And tennis is a popular sport, but uh, it's just that we don't have any government support. Uh, And the federation is not that strong as well. So if they can do the right initiatives, I think there can a lot of be players on the tour. But unfortunately, uh, yeah, they don't focus on tennis as much as they do it on cricket. (laughs)
4: <laughs> always going to be a battle on the subcontinent when it comes to competing with the cricket but you say it is popular in Pakistan and, and I suppose of late with Pakistan back in the in the fold in terms of being able to host uh, Davis Cup ties uh, again uh, that's going to expose more people you know to tennis mm-hmm. and I guess ultimately you'll be wanting to stage some, some futures events challenges and who knows one day an ATP uh, World Tour event in your country
2: no, definitely. I think uh, we definitely suffered for the last ten years. Uh, I think not just tennis. I think a lot of, all the other sports as well, even cricket included. I think in order to uh, promote the game in a country, you have to have some international matches and tournaments, so international players can come and people can watch them live. And uh, we've not been ab- able to have it for the last ten years. This year, obviously, been very lucky, and I feel really blessed that uh, I've can play again in front of my home crowd and uh, especially Davis Cup because of playing every time abroad for the last 10 years it affected but things are changing uh, hopefully Pakistan can be a little bit uh, I think is a more peaceful country than it was and uh, ITF uh, approving that we can have uh, sends a very strong message to the international community also that Pakistan is safer we used to have futures before we used to have satellites as well And I just have to take it step by step. And hopefully, yeah, like you said, hopefully we can have a a tour event in Pakistan also. India has few already. So we can definitely have one in Pakistan as well.
0: Unlike Pakistan, Japan has a number of top players. Kei Nishikori very much the poster boy, but Yuichi Sugita increasingly prominent. And in the main man's absence, he is currently the country's highest ranked player. I spoke recently about Sugita with top Japanese tennis journalist Akatsuki Uchida.
5: When he was like a 17 or 18, he was really you know, good junior players. And uh, he has been uh, like under pressure a lot because of high expectation. And uh, uh, yeah, so he has... He's a good player. Everybody knows that. uh, Like even K said, uh, he had uh, uh, Yuichi might have a way better potential, and he could be a top hundred and top fifty. K, you know, he he kept saying like that, but uh, yeah, Yuichi had a tough time to find that breakthrough moment. But, uh, yeah, like a f- few years ago, he started new, uh, working with new fitness trainers and, uh, you know, physios and he found a good team around him. And, uh, yeah, it worked. So it's kind of step by step. But this year, I think everybody gets together and uh, he found a way to get in the top 100 and then top 50.
0: He's five foot nine, uh, which isn't tall in tennis terms these days. Uh, talking with Mike Russell a couple of days ago, um, he was saying that it's OK to be short in tennis, but you need to be very good yeah. at what you do well. Mm-hmm. What is Yuichi's strongest uh, area of his game?
5: Uh, first, of course, uh, footwork. He can move really quick. And uh, physically, he is very. Actually, he's getting better and better every year. As I said, he started working with uh, fitness coaches, and uh, yeah, that is the, one of the biggest areas. He improved a lot in the past uh, few years, and uh, and he is really uh, good to uh, good with uh, humid, hot weather. <laughs> this kind of condition so uh yeah, that is one uh, reason uh he can beat uh, he can win uh Ontario tournament, which is really really humid and hot and uh and in this to- also in uh, this Cincinnati when he beat jack sock jack sock definitely he has been he was struggling with dealing with this hot weather and uh, it doesn't affect anything to sugita actually uh you know, yesterday when uh, I, after he won uh, uh, Hachanov, we talked to him and uh, he seemed really relaxed and happy, and he was enjoying every single moment on the court. Actually, he said uh, during that match against Hachanov, he was enjoying playing against him because he knew that he was on uh, ATP, you know, Masters South, uh, which is one of the biggest uh, tour tournament in the world and uh, he he was enjoying every single moment even he was behind he was happy with that kind of you know uh, situation so yeah i think he's now mentally he's really in a good uh, position we're talking with akatsuki uchida
0: from smash magazine in japan I should ask you just quickly about K. Um, it's it's very sad with with his injury. What is he saying to to the Japanese media? What what is the word on K's injury and how quickly he's looking to come back?
5: At this point, even he doesn't know when and how bad it is. And uh, next year, maybe from the beginning of next year, that is the goal he wants to come back. I, I, I hope it's uh, you know good time for him to. You know, rebuild his. Uh, first of all, he needs to rest, and uh, and maybe he he's, when, once he is going to practice again, he needs to brush up some like uh, spe- specific things. Maybe serve or forehand, and uh, I think this you know injury gives him good time to rebuild his you know uh, level of tennis.
0: Just finally, uh, Akatsuki, t- talk to me about tennis in Japan. Uh, these guys, Kei and, and Yuichi, must be doing wonders for the game there. Mm-hmm. How big is the game in general?
5: It's, of course, getting uh, popular and popular and bigger and bigger, uh, mostly thanks to Nishikori. He brought a lot of audience and uh, you know people to tennis stadium. And then now, uh, you know, he stopped playing this year because of uh, wrist injuries. So uh, we have to face, you know, reality, I think. So And then Yuichi is the one who stands up to, you know, play good. And, uh, you know, he, he says he's going to fight for Nishikori and Nishioka, who has been sidelined because of injuries. So, um, yeah, once again, I think everybody keep uh, each other to be very motivated and uh, yeah I think that's why tennis uh, popu- uh, popularity of tennis is I hope it's gonna be bigger <laughs> in the future
6: Kei Nishikori. it's three years ago you know I was staying top 20 for two years and and uh, Michael and Dante helped me you know to, to get into top 10 and you know, I got, more strong mentality you know i got i got more strong uh, to 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 way i think and the way i approach to practice and everything training and i think that that makes huge difference on my career
0: victory for nishikori and what a way to do it
6: You go a lot of uh, different city, different country, and you see everything different. You know, different food, different uh, um, people, and I always enjoy, you know, uh, travel. So, you know, other than winning is the, the most important things, but you know, other than that, I, I try to enjoy everything. When I have off day, I try to sleep uh, longer than usual, and. Uh, and maybe shopping also. I love to, to shop. Parents brought me to play tennis and uh, they they play for fun and also my I started with my sister and my, my parents,
1: so I think that
6: was the, the start of my tennis career.
1: You're listening to ATP Tennis Radio, available on the official websites and apps and
0: iTunes. From Japan our focus now shifts to India, a country that celebrated men's Grand Slam doubles success nine times in the past 18 years. That impressive statistic entirely down to the timeless Leander Pays and his former partner Mahesh Bhupati. but as well as bringing silverware, their success also produced a sharp upturn in interest. Among those inspired was a man who reached a career-high third in the world in doubles just four years ago,
3: Rohan Bhopana. I was probably 10 or 11 years old when I started uh, tennis in a place called Kurg, which is uh, in India, and it's uh, from Bangalore, four hours away. It's a hill station, uh, known for their coffee, actually. That's uh, our family business. Uh, My dad dad is a coffee planter. We grow coffee for it. Uh, We had a couple of tennis courts right next to the house, and my dad took me... uh, Uh, every day there, try to see if... uh, You know, he enjoyed the sport. He loved the sport, uh, especially watching it. And he played uh, at the club level, uh, him and uh, my mom both. And uh, he was one of the guys to take me out there and push me. And he saw a lot of interest, uh, you know. uh, I think it was the more interest of staying away from school and being outdoors. I think that's what interested me. But uh, thanks to my parents, you know, who really... uh, helped me all the way through, pushing me uh, you know, they took me to a few academies uh, to try and get a scholarship, but unfortunately at that point of time, the academies uh, didn't think I was good enough to get any scholarship, but um, you know, that kept my parents still uh, you know gave them hope of you know let's keep trying let's see where it goes and uh, uh, he sent me to Pune even though they didn't give me a scholarship uh, my dad said okay no problem Uh, you know we'll try and uh, you know pay for his coaching and uh, and see how far it goes and I was already 15 by then and I hadn't played many um, uh, junior tournaments and uh, you know one of the coaches uh, I do remember saying that my game was kind of raw when I came in there, I had uh, practiced a lot, but I hadn't have match practice. So, uh, you know, I started playing only when I was 15, 16, started playing a lot of matches. And uh, I think I peaked much later in my career. And only when I was uh, 20, 21, I started... Uh, uh, I was hitting the ball, uh, you know, pretty big because I was uh, tall, uh, you know, back then. But... Uh, Uh, you know to nurture my game and to play a lot more matches which uh, I think helped me uh, you know practicing with good players there and uh, that's what really improved and um, I I would say that uh, that's you know a a gist of where I've uh, started from. Did you ever think when you were
0: sort of developing your tennis that you could make a living out of it was that ever in the front of your mind that professional
3: tennis was what you were going to end up doing? to be honest uh, not as a junior I don't think uh, because the way I was playing I was not winning many tournaments I think it was the age of when I was 21 I won a big national tournament in India which then really gave me a lot of confidence because I hadn't uh, beaten uh, you know the top players in India before and I'd always uh, you know, lost to them so you know there was not really that much of confidence and that one particular tournament I beat three or four of them in a row uh, and went on to win the title uh, uh, in Chennai and uh, I think that gave me a big boost of uh, you know, confidence, saying that, OK, my game has improved, something has improved. Uh, you know, I'm beating uh, you know, these players uh, who I always lost to. And uh, uh, I think after that, I said, OK, let me go and try and uh, you know, play on the circuit and see how it goes. And uh, uh, I think uh, I would definitely give credit to that tournament as you know, a stepping stone for me to uh, believe in myself. Obviously, at the moment, you're one of the figureheads or um, high-profile Indian tennis players. What about the state of the game in India?
0: What, what's what's tennis looking like back home at the moment?
3: I think there's still a lot, a lot to improve. Uh, you know, India. Uh, one of the reasons uh, I started my tennis academy last year was uh, to try to give back to the sport. And uh, you know, I thought whatever experience uh, this game has taught me over the years, I thought the best way is to, uh, you know, give back this, uh, give it back to the young kids and, uh, you know, and also I wanted to start it when I was playing so that uh, you know, uh, if there's any way I can inspire them, uh, you know, if they happen to watch some matches, uh, you know, being being in the academy and uh, even now when I'm home, even though if I'm there for four or five days, I make it a point to you know, visit the academy, um, you know, talk to the kids uh, and for me it just uh, it's a happy moment every time i see kids playing kids training and uh, uh, you know i think uh, i don't want them to go through the same mistakes i've done maybe if i see them doing something i try to help them out uh, you know even the coaches I like to, uh, you know, take some videos from uh, the coaches who are on the tour doing some kind of drills and then show it to my coaches so that they can see what's going on um, outside India and, you know, to try and improve and, uh, you know, talk to the coaches constantly to see what's improving, how to improve tennis, uh, you know. So it's just a personal, uh, you know, goal for me and it's a you know, personal dream to, you know, actually to help back, uh, I mean, give back and to help these kids, uh, so, you know, it's just pure passion and uh, hopefully, you know, I, uh, I'll get some uh, corporates to come out and support me and, uh, you know, actually help these kids out and, uh, uh, you know, have a future champion from India.
0: Currently 14th in the race to London, 37-year-old Rohan Bopana there speaking with Tom Bartlett. 15 years younger than Rohan, and starting to make waves in singles is his compatriot, 22-year-old Ramkumar Ramanathan. I caught up with him recently.
7: The start of the year was very tough for me. I started off in Chennai. didn't have a good run there. Lost to Yuki, and then I went to Australia to you know I was three or four out in the alternate, and I didn't get in. I was one out. So I so I called my coach Emilio, and I you know he told me come to you know US to train a bit. So I went directly to train there for three four weeks, and then I came back for the Davis Cup, and uh, I played well there. So from there I think uh, it all started uh, going well for me and. Uh, then I again played a few in India and I again came back to the states to play some challenges in Tallahassee, Savannah, and uh, and those also went well. I made finals there, so I mean it's been it was going good. And then you know I also spent some family time in Singapore, also combined it with the futures. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it it was it's it's been a tough. Uh, I've been on the road a lot uh, this year, but uh, I think I like it. I like this journey and. Uh, it's been going good. So it felt really good when I beat Team, and uh, obviously they were, I, I had a lot of confidence because I didn't think that was coming from myself. Also, I was serving really well, and you know I realized that I can play at that level. You know, and also I have to thank Emilio and all these guys. You know, to have that belief in me, and they always keep saying you have the game to do it. So I was surprised to you know see that.
0: Yeah, you, you mentioned a couple of times that Emilio. Sanchez your, your coach one of your coaches all, all Spanish um, and you divide your time between Barcelona and Chennai um, although most of the time now I guess you're in Barcelona do you, do you enjoy that?
7: The last couple of years yeah of course Barcelona is really nice place I went when I was 15 there and then I stayed there all for two three years I just came back for the exams uh, I mean, it's like my second home there, you know. I feel good there and everyone are so caring and that's what you want. Yeah, I mean, Andy Murray did a, a very similar thing going to Spain when he was young. Did it feel like you had to make that
0: step? You had to go away to, to, I, to reach your potential?
7: I think, yeah, I had to do that because in India it's tough. It's tough to find players and it's tough to, you know, there's not a proper facility there and the coaches and, you know, and there are many players in Europe you can play and there are many more tournaments. And the atmosphere was there to play. So I felt, you know, to grow as a player, you need to, you know, do something like this. Too. And I was fortunate that my parents allowed me to do it. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. You mentioned India. I'm interested to ask about the, the tennis scene in India. How big is it? Sanya Mirza, I mean, she's created a big thing. Also, of course, Leander Pace, Mahesh Bupadi, all of them have been there for so many years. Rohan Bopanna. So I think yeah, tennis is growing in India uh, and uh, I feel it's going on the right side. Yeah.
0: Yuki Bambri are there plenty of other young players coming through? Uh, is there a big uh, conveyor belt of talent?
7: Yeah, there's Sumit Nagal who's playing well and there's a couple of kids in my academy in Chennai who they play well but uh, they're just starting to play futures. A couple of them have gone to Valencia uh, to train, a few are in Teja and a couple are in Barcelona, in Sanchez also. So they're just starting and I feel, you know, they can also, you know, they've been, you know, they've been there for six months, seven months. They've been doing it and they've been trying. I think, you know, they they will succeed and uh, that's how it works to keep working and, you know, playing there.
0: From India to Taiwan now and Yen Sun Lu, otherwise known as...
8: Randy Lu. So nothing can... <laughs> Change. I picked up the 2010 quarterfinal Wimbledon. I played in the last sixteen against Roddick, and I beat him in the fifth set, 9-7. Uh, so this this moment, I mean, I, I would never forget. So for me, I, this time is my I think my best time in, in my career. <laughs> I think many guys I didn't beat, I, and. Uh, of course, I mean some guys. I don't say I will ever to beat them, but I know it's very difficult. I mean, when I see no-far or Rafa, you see how they play, and you already thinking in your mind, say, what I can do on the court? They can make all your return back, you know, and they are move faster than you. They are play take the ball earlier than you, and they, they see the ball early than you. So then you you really doesn't have a game plan in your mind, especially against these two guys. Also, I, I would never say that I want to face them in the, in the tournaments. Every tournament, you, you have to change your mentality. You cannot always think, oh, last week I played good, and this week for sure I played good. No. When you go into a new tournament, you have to a uh, new start. You have to uh, prepare from zero. Of course, you can take some confidence from, uh, from the good tournaments, but still. You, everybody trying to beat uh, their opponent, so when you come to a new tournament, for sure they are trying to beat you. And you also want to beat them, but you have to start fighting again from zero to, to go through a match. This is ATP Tennis Radio.
0: South Korea seems a hotbed at the moment for possible stars of the future. 21 year old next gen player Hyun Chung is already well in the mix to reach the Milan finals in November. And under him, there's a 19 year old climbing the Emirates ATP rankings whose story is unlike any other.
9: Tennis is my best opportunity to survive in normal society.
0: Potential. It's Daki Lee that a lot of people have been touting.
9: I am a deaf person. I don't want to be treated differently. I want to develop and be the best in the world. That is my dream."
0: Ducky Lee is without doubt one of the brightest talents in Asian tennis. Like every young player, he's overcome hurdles to get this far, and he also continues to battle the odds.
9: I realized I was deaf when I was six years old. At first I was shocked because I was different than other people.
0: Ducky's mother, Miya Park, coach, kyu Im and cousin and training partner, Chung Hyo-Oh.
1: Ducky can communicate with everyone without the use of sign language. I didn't want him to have to rely on a sign language interpreter. Reading lips is a way of communicating with normal people. So it's important to Ducky.
9: I learned how to read lips, mostly from my mother.
2: We keep in touch to the, you look at the mouse, each other. And then uh, we, you know, sometimes we log uh, on the paper and then we text it, uh, the cell phone too. I can understand he speak Korean. And he can read my rib motion. I think it's much better than other people because we are grown up together.
0: Backed by his support team and family, Ducky's talent is being given every chance to shine. But some factors on a tennis court are still outside of his control. <laughs>
9: During the match, I always have a hard time communicating with the umpires.
1: Umpires say something to Ducky, but he can't hear. And then he tried to keep ask to the Chie umpire, but uh, they, you know, they not exactly understanding each other.
0: There's no doubt that he understands just how to excel between the tramlines, though, and he's determined to continue his incredible journey.
9: I have to focus on the ball and where the opponent hits the ball, because I cannot hear.
1: He's a good, smart player in the, during the matches. He knows exactly what his weak point, his biggest weapon his, uh, is a mentality. He's so strong.
0: Ducky's agent, Dong Yong
4: Lee. Ducky can give kind of a you know, hoping message and you know, inspiration to you know, those people that you know they don't have to you know give up and if they really you know want something and if they keep trying hard, you know they
2: can go you know even higher than Ducky. No
1: words can express how thankful I am that he has continued to progress and grow. I will always support him.
2: His personality is so festive. He doesn't matter about his death.
8: I
9: was told I couldn't be a great player because I was deaf. It made me want to quit tennis, but at the same time, I wanted to prove them wrong.
0: One of the many fascinating stories on the ATP World Tour as the Asian Swing takes shape. You can stay up to date with all the latest on ATPWorldTour.com. Remember, you can watch all the latest action live on Tennis TV. And be sure to come back for more from us on the ATP Tennis radio podcast. Join us again
1: next week. If you like this podcast, please visit the iTunes store and search ATP Tennis Radio to leave a review. The
9: future of tennis is now. The rulebook rewritten. Eight new stars are emerging to carve up the court. Their game is fierce with attitude, hungry to take the spotlight. The court is ablaze with music and lights. It's like nothing you've seen before. The game has changed. Next Gen ATP Finals. Get your tickets now at nextgenatpfinals.com.